Vaults are different things to different people. For some, a vault is the walk-in room at a bank, the place where you go to visit your safety deposit box and check out the savings bonds you got for your bar mitzvah and your great-grandmother's diamond brooch. For others, it is that same bank vault, except it's filled with stacks and stacks of money, a Scrooge McDuck kind of deal. And for yet others, it is that four foot by four foot by four foot hunk of steel under their desk, the place where they keep their important papers and the Thin Mint Girl Scout cookies that they don't want their kids to eat. For a whole lot of collectors, however, it's where you store your highest end cards. And a whole lot of those cards are stored in a vault in the Great Northwest. Today's guest is in the Great Northwest near said vault, and he's going to tell us why that vault, or vaults in general, are fantastic for when you want to collect this. Welcome to Collect This, powered by CSG, your go-to sports card grading company. Here's your host, Alan Goldscher. Jesse Craig, Director of Business Development, or as us cool kids say, BizDev, over at PWCC Marketplace. I threw some copy at you this morning, and you have such a mellifluous voice and a very confident behind the microphone. I would love for you to read it. That was a big word. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Check out this special deal for you awesome, awesome Collectus listeners. Head over to csgcards.com slash join, select premium, and use the promo code COLLECTTHIS, and you can join CSG at the premium level for just $99. What? $99? Are you kidding me? Crazy deal. That's $50 off the regular price. Not only that, but you'll get a $150 same as cash credit, so the price of membership actually pays for itself. But wait... There's more. No, there's not. Access to exclusive benefits like discounts on select add-on services, 24-7 online submission tracking, and 10% off the CCG store. Woo! CSGcards.com slash join, select premium, and use the code collect this. You get your grade on with CSG. So, unfortunately, PWCC Marketplace is thriving right now, so you're not going to be able to quit and become a voiceover artist. That bums me out. (laughs) I appreciate it. That was fun. Um, Okay, so, vaults. We're going to talk vaults today. Um, I'll preface this by saying that uh, about two years ago, uh, a Mickey Mantle card sold for, uh, I think at the time, $6.2 million. was the biggest card sale ever. Clearly, that's been eclipsed since then. Uh, I spoke to the gentleman who bought it. And he told me that he doesn't keep it in his house. And I was like, why not? He's like, well, I want to keep it in a vault. I have a private vault. I keep it in there. I go visit it once in a while. And that makes me happy. So you guys have a vault, right? PWCC has a vault, an actual legitimate vault. Give me like the 411 on it. How big is it? How thick are the walls? How is it protected? Let's hear the the gory, gory details. Yeah, the gory details on the vault. So it's a 2,000 square foot class three O-rated vault. Um, you know, we are the original trading card vault um, in the in the space. You know, we started building this facility in 2017. So you know, there's been a slew of people announcing they have vaults now in the last you know six to 12 months. Um, but we are the original vault curators, and you know, our vault is constructed of 750,000 pounds of concrete. It's got 12 inch thick reinforced concrete walls, Jeez. two vault doors, each vault. 
door weighs 7,500 pounds a piece. I know it's, it's, it's legit. So for those, uh, you know, we don't, we don't really allow many visitors to our facility, but for those that have been there and seen it in person, it's, uh, it's honestly pretty impressive. And so the, there's a new facility that we have uh, we have acquired, and we are building a second vault that will be um, what eight times the size of this vault. Wait, what? We have another vault coming that is eight times the size of this one. So, some quick math tells me that two thousand square feet times <laughs> eight equals sixteen thousand square, square feet. feet. You got it. That's like the size of a mansion. How is it? I guess furnished, for lack of a better word, on the inside. How's that going to look? Um, there's no furniture on the inside. Well, you, all, <laughs> not literal furniture. Yeah, it's all. Uh, I mean, look, it's basically uh, some working stations, you know, shelving racks, and and it's a storage facility. So it's not, uh, it's not glamorous by any means, but um, it serves its purpose. Uh, tell me about how the uh, mini vault, as it's soon going to be called, probably. <laughs> How's that one furnished? How are all the cards, et cetera, stored in there? Yeah, so we made custom boxes for that vault. Um, so the way that you know to maximize space in these vaults, you have to do it well. At least from our experience, um, on a numerical system. And you know, if if you Alan take you know your collection and you send it to us, you know we can't keep that all in one. We can't give you like a cubby, for example, right? right. It's not it's not a, a a a bank vault where you get a safety deposit box or something like that. Mm-hmm. This, this has to be like in order based on when it was received to maximize the space. Then you can do a condensing if stuff gets shipped out, so on and so forth. So that's how everything's stored. It's stored in these black boxes that we we custom made, um, and it's stored on these you know these racks that we have um, you know we have we have purchased and we have put up. It's all temperature controlled, climate controlled, all that good stuff. And so yeah, it's it's uh it's not really sexy per se um, inside. Mm-hmm. But but it served its purpose. So and I'm sorry, we're going to get so picky in on this thing. Another big word, because I am legit interested in it. And if I'm legit, that means there's like six other listeners that are legit interested in it. So when you load it up, if I am understanding correctly, uh, it goes back to front like uh, it used to be unloading an airplane. Right. You you'd get the people in the back so you can you don't have to walk all the way back to put the other cards. So it's a re- reverse chrono- chronology in effect. Uh, basically, yeah. So, you know, we, when we change our inventory system, cause look, we've been doing this for years now, right? So we've, mm-hmm. we've had some headaches, some, you know, missteps. We've learned our lessons. We've been able to tweak our processes and procedures on the vault over the past three years. And we've figured out exactly what works for us. Um, and what we think is the most efficient way to store assets in the vault. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, items that are in, when you walk into the vault in the back left corner, those are the first cards that we ever inventory back there. And it flows down the road one way, then back down the other. And so, and so forth because we do it all by date of ingestion and the asset number that it comes in that specific day and that is our inventory system for the vault how long did it take to talk to me about the building process how long did it take how was it designed um was it a mess while it was being built it was in effect the first of its kind um, so there's actually a, a company that, that builds these it's the first it's a centerpiece of our building so it was built before anything else in the facility Excuse me. And actually, if you go online, we have a time lapse video of it being constructed um, in in the vault. So, or in our building, and so it's uh, yeah, it's it's pretty impressive. But um, it wasn't a mess. It was 
fairly simple. It was 14 semi trucks worth of concrete. So that was kind of, kind of <laughs> crazy. Um, but you know, and our, our facility is very secure and secluded and tucked back, um, you know, surrounded by green space and it's not easy to get to. So getting the semi trucks back there was actually one of the, the biggest complexities to get the, the vault built. But once they were back there, <laughs> once we figured all that out, it was, uh, it was pretty easy. Now, you've been at PWCC for about uh, 57 years now. You're not even 57 years old. You've been there for 57 years, though. Um, <laughs> were you on site while it was being built? And how cool was that? I was on site. It was it was very cool to watch it, watch it get constructed. I mean, it's it's impressive to see those panels of concrete and how they have to get moved, how heavy concrete really is. I mean, we all know <laughs> concrete's heavy, um, yeah. but having to watch multiple forklifts, you know, finagle one panel and the next panel and watch the thing get built. Uh, it was, it was a fun sight to see and uh, a fun process. Now, a couple of years ago, um, I was at national and this was, uh, right around the pandemic hockey stick. There were armed guards everywhere. Okay, and your initial reaction is that one of the arms girl doing it at a car show. But the reality of it is there are items in this room worth hundreds of thousands, oftentimes millions of dollars, right? In this vault, and and don't not do not raise your eyeballs at the security that this thing offers because it houses so much valuable stuff in there. Do you guys have armed guards there, or is the vault sufficient in and of itself? We have tons of layers of security. Um, you know, the, I mean, think about it, the value of the vault, we're close to a billion dollars uh, in, in assets in our vault, right? 550,000 um, graded assets, and we're approaching a billion dollars in value. I, I mean, we're literally like, we're right there basically. So um, it's it's pretty impressive. There's a lot to keep secure, um, but that is what the vault is for. I mean, good luck trying to get into that thing. Uh, like I told you, <laughs> these vault doors weigh 7,500 7, pounds a piece. Uh, and you know, the, the level of security to get into that, there's a secondary layer once you're in, I mean, there's just, there's so much that goes into even getting into our building, let alone into the vault. Um, I wish you good luck. <laughs> what, what is it kind of like a, a, a movie situation where they have face recognition and eyeball recognition and fingerprint recognition, or is it like, Hey, Jesse, come on in. <laughs> I, I wish it was that sophisticated. Um, then we'd be talking about some, some crazy, crazy stuff. It's like, yeah. it's not mission impossible. Let's let's put it that way, but uh, <laughs> but it is it, it's pretty impressive. Um, you know we're we're continuing to innovate and and raise the raise the bar as well. So the the level of security for the vault is going to continue to increase as the value goes up. Uh, but uh, what it is now is what it is now. Talk about the process. Talk about the vaulting process. Uh, it's not just like I call I call a PWCC. Hey guys, I got something I want to put in the vault. There's a there's a, a a way to do it. Tell me that way. Oh yeah, super simple. You create an account with us. You go and you create a vault submission. You ship us your stuff. It's literally that easy. Once it comes in, we image it, we title it, and it's digitally archived in your account because you ship it to your custom vault address. And so mm -hmm. once it comes in, like we do all the work, and it's up in your account usually within seven business days. Um, it is September 19th right now as we're recording this. What is the pricing for that of this day off the top of your head? So any items under $50, uh, we charge a $3 fee um, for the work that goes into ingesting it. Outside of that, it is completely free for the storage, the digital archival, the insurance while it's in our possession. If you sell the item through us, 
in five years, it was free the entire time it was there. Mm-hmm. The only fee you'll ever incur is if you try to remove that item from your vault and ship it elsewhere, there's a 1% fulfillment fee. And that is just for us to recoup some of the expense that we had to fully ensure that, safely store it, digitally archive it for you while it was in our possession. You are a biz dev guy. How does that work into uh, growing the company financially? Uh, well, on top of BizDev, I mean, BizDev can be, it's kind of a catch-all term. I do uh, <laughs> i do quite a few different things for the company. And we're, you know, with uh, the growth that we've had, we're going to be changing some titles. So um, what my title will be even next week is kind of TBD. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm serious. It's, it's just, it's crazy how much growth we've had. We're over, I think, 160 employees now, and we just keep growing. So, um, you know, BizDev is, you know, I oversee our sales team. I was our first sales guy. So I started that. We have 15 sales guys now. Um, I work on partnerships with different companies in our market, outside of our market, um, you know, larger relationships, larger clients. I mean, those are kind of all things that I oversee. I'm a minority owner in the company, so I'm involved in, you know, you can call it board type stuff or leadership type type of items, so on and so forth. So the kind of runs the gambit, to be honest with you. Jesse, I've known you pretty well for two years now. I did not know you were a minority owner. Do you keep that on the DL? Actually, not on the DL now if it's on this podcast. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. No, I I am. It was, uh, you know, I was in trading cards from 2010 to 2014, got out, did real estate for four years here in uh, in Portland. And, uh, you know, that's part of the, that's part of how Brent got me out of real estate is, uh, is that agreement back about four years ago. Um, can you make any money? housing stuff in the vault or is it kind of i'm i'm a little because the prices are so reasonable if not free how does that turn a profit or is it more of a a kind of a, a branding thing sure 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 so you know vaulting is um it's a shit business <laughs> It really is. That's that's the easiest way I can describe it. It is complicated. It is arduous. um, It doesn't make much money. But what it does is it offers a really good service for our clients. And, Mm -hmm. you know, offering that service to our clients in turn gets them to put stuff in the vault. And then eventually we believe that those items will sell with us. And that's how we make our money is on marketplaces. So um, really the vault helps fuel our marketplaces. So you had said that this is one of the first vaults, if not the first vault in our It hobby. is 1,000% the first vault. Nobody 1, even had talked about yeah. another one uh, up until maybe two years after we built ours. Okay, well, before I get to my next question, take me back to that to that planning stage. Whose idea was it? How did it, how did, I mean, God, putting together eight bajillion pounds of concrete and just the logistics, <laughs> like take me through that undoubted mess. <laughs> well, it was, yeah, it was Brent's idea. Um, so this is part of part of the vision that he had for our market in general and talking about trading cards as a tangible asset class. You know, if you're going to do that, if you're going to be taken seriously by, you know, folks in let's call it the, you know, the art industry, those kind of, you know, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. money and the infrastructure that that industry has and that market has is something that Brent was um, striving to achieve. So, you know, he had the idea back when I was in real estate, he actually called me asking if I could help him find land to build the building that we're currently in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't a commercial guy. I was a residential guy. So I passed him off to a, a guy I knew. But um, point being is like this, this planning went in place in 2017. I mean, that's when it started. So it was right. 
over five years ago that this started um, in lending as well. You know, we because we have these assets in house as collateral, we lend on them. And I I don't know if you saw the you know the 175 million dollar debt facility that we just closed uh, last week or the week before, but that is a huge deal for our market in general. It that is with a bank. So we now have banks that are lending on trading cards solely based on the structure that is the lending system that we've created. It has nothing to do with any equity. Nothing. We own 100% of our company. Um, this is a pure debt deal that we got from a bank to lend on trading cards. How do you feel about the copycats? Is that kind of, you look at it like with pride, say we started this and everybody's following us, or are you looking at like, you guys aren't as good as we are. <laughs> Obviously, I'm biased. Um, so there's, there's a couple things there. One, um, it's flattering. It's, you know, obviously, if everybody and their mom is trying to open up a vault, it was a phenomenal idea by Brent. We already knew that, mm-hmm. but it's just it's validating and flattering. Um, two, I wish them the best of luck. It takes takes a lot to figure this out. It's not simple. And look, this is coming from, you know, Brent being a C, our CEO, having two engineering degrees and operations is what he does. Right. So, um right. Uh, you know, operationally as a company, that's one of our our strong suits is having things be systematic uh, and operationally sound. And housing other people's assets long term in your possession is there's so many complexities that come with that that people mm-hmm. don't understand until they try to do it. Uh, so we wish everyone good luck, but it's also good for our space <laughs> to have options. To be frank, talk about those complexities. I'll let them figure them out themselves. Oh, no trade secrets from Jesse Craig. I love it. (laughs) What the heck is in that ball? A lot of cards. Almost a billion dollars in value and 550,000 trading cards. 550,000 trading cards. All slapped. It's all slabbed. And so because of our announcement around the national with our partnership with NBA, Mike Baker Authenticated, we are launching our NBA authentication program um, here in October. And so we will be vaulting NBA authenticated cards. So if you have mm-hmm. cards that are not graded that you want to get authenticated, you can send them to us for six bucks. You can get them authenticated. So we'll give you front and back images. We'll put them in um, our custom top loader with basically it, it kind of looks like a grading label on it with identifiers and all that kind of stuff and a serial number. Um, and and we can digitally archive those into your vault so you can keep them in there. And then if you sell them within the first 60 days of putting them in your vault, we'll, we'll credit you back three bucks. So it only costs you $3. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, it only costs you $3 basically to get those that raw card digitally archived. And then that card is now authenticated through us and is available to sell on our marketplaces. So because we are in control of the partnership, you know, we uh, we will allow NBA cards that are authenticated to be sold through our marketplaces. So now we're giving all liquidity. Of, I, hold on. This is great. This is the biggest part. We're giving liquidity to all those stacks of cards that you have on your desk or whatever it may mm-hmm. be from ripping, from old collections. You know, you can send those in. Yeah, I would probably be cautious of sending in anything that's worth less than, you know, five or ten bucks. Um, but you know, twenty, thirty, forty dollar cards, we need to have a place outside of eBay, which is a shit show. Um, but we need a place to have liquidity for those cards, and this is the solution. 
Now, I, I know a few people at PWCC. I've known you for a while, as noted. And, and across the board, you're all very nice people. Um, it's, it's a great company. I'm not just saying that because um, we're doing CSG's doing some partnership stuff with them. Uh, they're legit good people. It almost sounds like in a weird way, now that I'm hearing this from your mouth, that on a certain level, this vault is almost altruistic. No, I mean, no, it, it's, it's a business driver for sure. I mean, like I said, it feeds our marketplaces. Um, mm-hmm. But from a hobby, per- it feeds both. And look, it's it would be idiotic, in my opinion, for us to focus on just the investor, not the collector, or vice versa, right? Totally. If you want to build, you want to build systems that can feed both of them. So, from a collector standpoint, you know, take that 1957 top set that you have, and you know, instead of having to spend twenty dollars on grading, which if they're in good condition, that makes all the sense in the world. Use totally. our CSG deal we have, send them in, um, and get them graded, and then you can digital archive them in your vault, and you have your full set all graded by CSG in the vault, right? Um, or if maybe they're the quality of them is a little less than ha- having it make sense, because grading mm-hmm. doesn't make sense for every card, right? Send them in and get them authenticated, and then once again, they're still digitally archived and authenticated, and you're you're able to sell them on our marketplaces if you ever want to outside of that you can have them in your vault you can create a folder within your vault with that individual set so now you can organize all your sets in your mm-hmm. vault with the folder functionality that we have i love that um and i also love what you said about uh it's not necessary to grade every card that's something that actually we at csg uh from top to bottom believe you don't need to send in a card that's gonna gonna net you twenty dollars don't spend twenty five dollars on a card that's not going to be worthwhile and um that's something that we pride ourselves on is and I'm, this isn't like a hey being the infomercial guy but i'm gonna be the infomercial guy for a second <laughs> question for you about high-end cards in general and and memorabilia too for that matter um transporting them from i'm in chicago let's say i do have a a, a beautiful mickey mantle card from 1952 i ain't gonna send it fedex and if i can afford this beautiful 1952 mantle card i can probably afford to fly out to the portland area to drop stuff into your vault is that something you're seeing a lot of these days yeah we have some guys do that but you know to be frank you know, when we ship stuff, even FedEx is fully insured. So God forbid something happens, that thing is fully insured mm-hmm. for the value that we created the FedEx label for. So if, if it's a 300K 52 mantle, well, it's going to be insured with 300K. God forbid something happens. If you want to fly it, more than welcome to. Additionally, if it's over, let's call it five, six hundred thousand dollars we have armored truck services. They're a little bit more expensive, but, mm-hmm. um, but that is the probably the safest way actually to get it to us even over mm-hmm. you flying it yourself god forbid something happened to you while you right. were traveling and visiting our facility so um the armored truck service via malcolm is who we use is easily the safest route for transporting high-end assets to our ball and again before you roll your eyes or say that's overkill if you had whatever five hundred thousand dollars worth of gold bricks you put it in an armored truck if you have five hundred thousand dollars worth of justin herbert you put it in an armored truck yeah no i mean to each his own some people are so used to moving um high-end assets around and maybe they have a good relationship with fedex they trust fedex well then they might feel comfortable doing that. I mean, I have people that aren't comfortable sending a $100,000 card via FedEx because that's like their life and that's everything to them. And that's totally fine. Fly yeah. that thing out here. You know, let, let just come deliver it by, in hand um, and then you control the, the whole way. 
That's totally okay. So <laughs> to each his own. There's not a, a cut and dry way to get something to us, but uh, getting it here and getting it digitally archived, I think, is the important part and getting it out of your hands and out of your house. Now, there's a, a part of me that's sort of like, if I have this crazy expensive $500,000 Justin Herbert card, I kind of want to carry it myself if I'm not going to use the armor truck, which makes great sense. But I kind of want to carry it myself because if I screw it up, it's on me, whereas if FedEx screws it up and it's not just a matter of the money. It's like, I love the, you know, I'm a collector. You're a collector. Sure. I love this card. I don't want it to get jacked up. Yeah, no, that, that's a fair comment. Uh, it just really depends on the individual. Um, Talk to me about the timing on the new vault. Uh, when have you, has, it, has you, have you broken ground on it yet? Uh, we are still in the, the final planning stages. Uh, breaking ground will be in the next month or two. It's, we're about 12 months out from it being complete. It's on site. It's going to be in the general PWCC uh, mothership. Uh, on purpose, it's about seven minutes from here. Seven. Why? What do you mean on purpose? Uh, we didn't want something. Um, there wasn't a good solution nearby um, from a land perspective. Mm -hmm. And the we had an opportunity for a building near um, other buildings where we could potentially grow past this next facility that we're building as well. Are you using the same designers and builders that you used the first time around? Or since it's like, you know, eight times as big, are you going a different route? No, it's a, it's the same company that built our first one. Yeah. Um, how does one get in there to visit? I, I'm assuming it would be easier to get in there before it gets loaded with cards. You talking about the new facility? I'm talking about the new facility. Um, yeah, I mean, we're not going to tell anyone where it is until it's pretty much done. Right. Um, well, now it's driving around the, the, you know, great Northwest and they see this humongous 16,000 foot thing. Something's going on there. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's not, I mean, you can see it, but it's not, it's not obvious. Let's put it that way. Right. right, right. Um, Talk to me about getting things into the vault. Have you ever had any weird stuff go into the vault? Have you ever had any weird <laughs> encounters leading to the vault? What's some of the more odd odd uh, events that, that have happened surrounding this, this massive hunk of concrete? Yeah, I mean, look, as far as like weird stuff that's happened, like I said, it's very sec secure and mm -hmm. secluded. And we haven't had, I mean, thankfully, you know, any weird people or any stuff like that. Like it's just not an easy facility to even get to. Um, mm -hmm. from a weird item perspective. Yeah. I mean, man, we have had oddball memorabilia from movie props to Louis Vuitton bags. People want to store with us to watches mm -hmm. to, um, art paintings. I mean, everything you can imagine because we're in Oregon, we're sales tax free. So if we say yes, we could probably get about anything we wanted, but we say no quite a bit. Now, You've probably been in this vault dozens, if not hundreds of times. Does the does it ever wear thin? Do you take it for granted or you, you walk into this thing and think, wow, we did this first. Look at this amazing batch of stuff we have in here. Because, I mean, that's got to be pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where you get numb to everything. Um, mm. I mean, I get numb to six-figure cards, to million-dollar cards, right? Because, yeah. like, like, you walk in the vault and you have access to uh, unbelievable amounts of of trading cards that fit that bill. So, yeah, I do think that you you know every once in a while you take a step back and you go, "Wow, this is this is pretty incredible. Look what we've done." Um, or a card comes across your desk and it's like, "Wow, look at how cool this is." You know, I'll, I'll use like the the champ ticket, Brady, for example, unbelievable card, 
unbelievable sure. card. I mean, it's like Brady staple best rookie card. I'm so numb to those things that like, I see one. I'm like, Oh, there's a champ ticket. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's a, a million dollar card. But it's like, Oh, there's a champ ticket. Cause you see, I, we have a ton of them in our vault. You know, we have a good quantity of the hundred that have ever been produced in our vault. So, you know, st- but then I might see a really rare, unique card that's worth 50 grand and be way more impressed by that card. than I am a million dollar champ ticket because I just don't see it every day. So uh, many, many months ago, you probably don't remember this because you do see so many of these high-end cards, but I, I do remember this. Um, you guys had gotten uh, some Mahomes card and some Patrick Mahomes card, and I don't remember which one. Uh, I know you had you had me keep it on the DL. You were like, don't tell anybody about this. We're not going to talk about this until blah, blah date. Um, and I was like super excited. I was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. That's so cool. And you're like, yeah. And you just like dropped it down. And you're like, what do you want to talk about next? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't remember what Mahomes card that was, to be honest with you. <laughs> it was a six-figure card, and it was one that 100% would have gone into uh, an armored vault. Um, okay, what or an armored car, I should say. Uh, what happens next with vaulting in general? I know you guys are going big, going massive. What do you envision across the rest of the hobby? Do you think this is uh, going to be very niche, like only a few companies are going to delve into this? Or are there going to be more copycats? Uh, I mean, most of the companies that I would expect to copy this have pretty much done it. Um, mm-hmm. But like I said, it's it's an arduous, difficult business to do, and it's not it's not easy. So you know, there's a couple companies out there that have announced them. They announced them about a year ago, year and a half ago, and you don't hear a lot about it anymore, right? Because yeah. whether they're still vaulting or they're just not focusing on it because it's difficult. Um, the the biggest thing that our market needs is the ability to store cheap stuff, cheaper mm, stuff, right? right? And that's what our partnership um, with MBA is allowing us to do. So it's so that that's where I see the big tweak in our market is that we are going to be allowing uh, you know these less expensive cards via MBA get vaulted with us, and it's that's the most difficult part: vaulting quantity, imaging quantity, you know, managing all of that. That's tough. It's easy to do a few, you know few thousand cards that are high end or 10,000 cards that are high end. You want to get into quantity. Well, that's what our space needs more than anything. All right. Quick thought experiment here. Um, I know that you are pretty much not allowed to discuss anything that's in the vault, basically. Correct? Yeah. I have to get uh, the owner's permission to discuss items. Correct. Okay. So watch this. This is for anybody that's considering thinking about vaulting something with Jesse Craig and PWCC Marketplace. Hey, Jesse, what kind of Mahomes cards are in the vault? Great question. See? See? You're not (laughs) going to get a word out of him about any of this stuff. Now, what I will say, what I will say is if you're looking for something specifically, you can reach out to myself or my sales team, and we can look in the vault and see if we have something, reach out to the owner, see if they're open to an offer, and we can go that route. But we we don't discuss items in the vault. I love that. I love that. So cool. All right. Enough of this vault business. I know everything I need to know about the PWCC <laughs> vault. I know pretty much everything I need to know about vaulting in general. Um, we like to end the uh, show these days with some sort of bold prediction segment. No bold predictions can be made about vaulting. You put stuff in, you close the door. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Um, give me some general. What are you seeing these days in the hobby that is going to lead you to say something that will blow our minds when you are right about it in 2023? <laughs> um, I just think that we are still in the first inning for our market. Um, there is wait, wait, wait. The first inning? 
first inning. Bananas. I know. It's 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 wild. I'd say in five years, we're going to look back at trading cards, and it's going to be the cool thing to do. Um, it's going to be adopted by the leagues. It's going to be adopted by the athletes. Mm-hmm. They're going to be invested in making trading cards cool. Uh, it is going to be the hottest thing around, and everybody's going to want to be a part of it. Jesse Craig, uh, always fun to hang out with you because you are, as I said, a, a legitimately kind person, uh, as is PWCC, the PWCC team. Uh, but I, I learned a lot today. And uh, for that, uh, thank you, sir. <laughs> You're very welcome. Thanks for having me, man. It was great to see you. Whether it's a 1986 Michael Jordan Fleer rookie card, a Tom Brady playoff contenders rookie card from 2000, or, I don't know, a Marv Throneberry card that came out of a post cereal box in 1963, and yes, that's a thing. Certified Sports Guarantee will grade your sports cards quickly and accurately. A subsidiary of Certified Collectibles Group, CSG graded over 1 million cards in its first year plus on the sports collecting scene, the fastest any grading company has hit that mark. The speedy turnaround times provided by the knowledgeable, passionate team of expert sports card graders will make your CSG experience smooth, efficient, and most importantly, fair. Regardless of the athlete, the sport, or the condition of your card, CSG will treat it with the love and respect it deserves. For more information about CSG, visit csgcards.com. That's CSG, your go-to sports card grading company. We hope you enjoyed Collect This, powered by CSG. Collect This was hosted, written, produced, engineered, and scored by Alan Goldshire. If you have any comments or questions, please email us at collectthis at csgcards.com.